All right, friends. Let's bring this practice into our insight dialogue with other people. You'll be invited into groups of two. And you'll have four minutes, four minutes, and six minutes. And after you've decided who's going to speak first and second, actually, let me back up a little bit. The moment you enter into the breakout room with your partner, Begin the practice right there with diligence. A real curiosity about this, what's emergent in this relational moment, like, oh, here we are. And it might be, you know, it's going to be, for most of you, the same person you've practiced with. If with a few, it might be different because people have left or something, right? So, like, what's that, right? And... Like, who's going to speak? Am I going to speak? Are they going to speak? Like, all of that is going on. Micro vibrations of the relational experience. And then you're going to negotiate who speaks first, who listens first. And it's all emergent into, okay, here we go. And the first person begins speaking. And you don't know what they're going to say if you're a listener. Like, stay right on that edge. This is, this is a practice that if you let it can bring real energy and brightness to your practice. Attuned to emergence. Where is this edge? Where is this present moment edge? You're riding that edge. Rising and vanishing. It's always rising and vanishing. That's happening right now as I speak. The words as I speak are gone. And what do I say next, right? It's always happening. But do we recognize that? Attuned to emergence brings you right into this. And there's this kind of curiosity, surrender, don't know mind, the insecurity of it maybe. But that's life. That's how it really is, of course. Everything else is constructed. The freezing of the world. This is the unfreezing of the world, the melting of the world. Okay? And the topic is, again, in this moment, when you pause, relax, and open, open to the relational experience, open to whatever, attuning to the emergence. What is this? What's emergent here? What are you noticing that's changing? It could be very simple, like, oh, I'm feeling the changing sensations in the body, or there's sound in my room, or... These thoughts keep rising and vanishing of, of just having been outside or something like that. Or when I pause and you begin to get a little more subtle and you notice the rising and vanishing of not just thoughts, but of the whole sensorium or of the whole chitta, the mind states rising and falling, even as we pause, even as we listen, even as we speak. Attuned to emergence. So pause, 
relax, open, attuned to emergence. All right? When you have both spoken individually and you get the banner that says, okay, release the form of taking turns, attuning to emergence together, it's like, now you're really in it, <laughs> you know? Human-to-human -human contact, all that vibrating complexity of two enormously sensitive, complex beings touching the moment in emergence together. What is this? What is noticed? What's changing? Do you understand? The contemplation is all here and now. And if it ever feels like it's too much or anything, just ground back into pause, relax, receive. I kind of let down and let go into that, reestablishing the open, attuned to emergence. Noticing as your practice partner offers their words that this is also the basis for your being invited into this fluxy moment. So you're not practicing alone. This is a shared practice as well as individual. It's the whole thing. Attuned to emergence. Well, here we are, seeing what emerges next. And uh, it's interesting, this uh, practice of attuning to emergence, like open, you know, the way open can move around and has all these different, uh, you might say, ways of manifesting, the internal, the external, the both, the between, spacious, all, you know, all of those things. Attuning to emergence likewise has this different this dimensionality of practice where when mindfulness and samadhi are you know increasing and strong or bright or subtle then of course you get closer to the actuality of rising and vanishing. The rising and vanishing internally, the rising and the vanishing externally, the rising and vanishing of the relational experience. And uh, it can become quite refined. <laughs> 
if there's no resistance to it, right? Because it's it's definitely a release of control. It's because flux is just flux. You can't, by definition, as soon as you try to figure it out and hold it, you have lost it. And at the same time, the very same meditation guidance, which is also life guidance, applies to these massive scale of our lives. As I was saying, when really bad things happen, this is the guideline you want in your pocket. Because it's out of control, and now you really know it. How are you going to meet it? Right? So there's a kind of a letting go into and a not wrestling with the fact that, let's say, your mom just died or you've just gotten a cancer diagnosis and so on. Or that you don't know what to do with your, you know, you've gotten a job offer and you don't know whether to take it. And, you know, you get all obsessed you just back up enough to say, pause and attune to emergence. And there you are. And this is like my life. Wow. And all of a sudden, the flux of it becomes the thing. You don't, it releases the obsession with the details of the objects. Same guideline, all the way down to the rising and vanishing of the world. But it's all those layers are always available, right? Life is always functioning at all of these scales and all of these ways. So as we attune, as we learn to attune to emergence, we're learning to attune to that which is beyond the grasp of the conceptual mind because when the conceptual mind tries to grasp it as I said it's gone sound familiar so we don't need to speak abstractly about what is mysterious or what is uh, valuable what is sacred because it's all here you know can be apprehended when the mind is ready and open. Kind of a holy curiosity, you might say. And you look at the teachings and the discourses and it's it's full of things that are beyond my understanding anyway and beyond my world view my all the meaning schemes that I have you know what am I supposed to do with all the devas and all the layers of gods of refulgent glory and all this stuff But I can open to the not knowing. I've been training myself in not knowing. So 
I'm inviting you to kind of frame that as one of the benefits of our meditation practice, is the not knowing, and to be with another human being in that. supports the quality of investigation of phenomenal experience in Pali, Dhamma Vijaya. It's one of the factors of awakening. Sandwiched between mindfulness and energy, very appropriately. But we need to make the space to attune to the emergence, to the rising and the vanishing, because it's happening now, of course. It's always happening. Why don't we notice? The mind wants to get secure. That's its job. Its job is to chunk up the world find things to land on and hold so we can control the world, so we can be safe. So not only can we be physically safe, like, you know, to make sure that someone's not attacking us or something, but the self, when there's flux, there's no self. We want to fixate so we can feel like, oh, now I know where I am and who I am and what I'm doing here. Why is nature so powerful? For some of us, some of the time, I would argue for all of us, at least once. Because it's so vast and out of control and, you know, sure, it's exquisitely beautiful, but the beauty is, you know, is, is intrinsically wild. By definition, it's wild. So something as simple as a houseplant or as impressive as a enormous tree or a, a view across a misty pond is a reminder of something uh, that the conceptual mind maybe uh, doesn't quite know what to do with other than to say pond beautiful you know something like that and then it snaps in this is assuming we can get out of our heads and our thoughts to begin with right so once we do that then we you know can snap into some kind of oh I get it this is lovely I'm so glad to be out here you know that kind of thing but we pause right there and open and attune to emergence, you know, and it's, it's, it's breathtaking. It can be breathtaking. Uh, so how does this, how can this function in our path, in our life?
to remind us uh, if if what we're calling normal is this kind of you know uh, compartmentalized box life that we you know begin to live our own cliches if that's what we call normal then let's allow this to be supra normal or whatever word that you like but it's not not here <laughs> that's all i'm saying i don't there's one of my favorite lines from my insight dialogue book in describing, I forget whether it was open or attuned to emergence, is that as this ripens, that mystery saturates the obvious. There's a value in that. There's a purpose in that. It's an ethical result. There's a relational result. There's a qualitative result in our lives. And again, I remind us with the world so often distorted and hurting so badly, don't we need to remember some of these finer qualities, finer capacities 